What is up, guys? You're listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what's going on? What's up, Shamari? It's a, uh, not gonna lie, it's been a fairly slow week in the Star Wars universe, but that's why we're giving you this show today, because I'm sure there are probably plenty of people out there wondering what what do these guys have to talk about in the Star Wars universe. Um, but we always find stuff. We scour the internet. We scour the, the globe for any bit of Star Wars content to share with you guys this week. And that's that's what we have. Um, so I'm excited to talk about uh, this lineup. Uh, it's, it's uh, again, a little more obscure, but still some interesting concepts and theories that we're going to get into, you know, involving episode nine and, involving solo and just different things though it should be fun yeah it should be fun um you're right i mean there really wasn't any hardly any um you know really big news uh that's dropped since we last since we last uh uh did a podcast but i mean there's still a few some things you know some i think are a bigger deal than others but you know there's some stuff out there that's worth that is worth bringing up so uh, we're going to address uh, those things here in this podcast. So we got a couple of topics. Um, but the first one we're going to jump into is having to do with uh, uh, everyone's favorite Grand Admiral, Grand Admiral Thrawn, um, uh, and possibly other characters. I mean, so so uh, the issue, or it's not an issue, but um, the topic is having to do with some castings that have been coming out. So we've got uh, people like Matt Smith, who was uh, I guess known for playing Doctor Who. I admit I have not, I have not seen Doctor Who, um, but he's known for playing Doctor Who. So we got Matt Smith um, uh, joining the cast of Episode Nine. We have Dom- Dominic Monaghan, who was in Lost, and he was in uh, X Men Origins, um, and he was also in um, uh, the Hobbit movies. Uh, and the Lord of the Rings. He he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. Um, and uh, we've got um, I believe it was Roger Ebert, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Roger E. Grant or Roger E. Grant uh, Ebert. I don't know why. Roger Ebert. <laughs> I feel like that's a person. <laughs> I feel like that is a person. That's probably why I said it. Um, uh, no. Roger Roger Ebert, the uh, he's the the movie critic. You know, passed away a while back. But you know, the same movie critic. <laughs> Where did I get that from? All right, um, but yeah, yeah so. I was like Roger Ebert. That name's like, <laughs> it's kind of on topic, so that's why it's probably where he got it. yeah, it's probably where that came from. Roger E. Grant, uh, he was also cast recently, and everyone's been speculating who is Thrawn. People seem to desperately want Thrawn to be in Star Wars Episode Nine. I am not one of those people. Um, I don't think that Thrawn has, uh, uh, I don't think he, there's like, it, it, thinking of this franchise as a puzzle, his piece doesn't fit anywhere. Like, you can't just, just, oh yeah, Thrawn fits in here. It's like, no, he doesn't. Um, now they've added him to the, the, um, uh, the era. They reveal that Grand Admiral Thrawn was at some point in time, part of the first order, um, or someone that, you know, first order officers were aware of. 
Um, they uh, they revealed that in I believe it was the last Jedi novelization, where they name dropped uh, Thrawn, Kylo Ren, in thinking of people that tried to seize power in the First Order. Thrawn was one of the people that were mentioned, um, as well as well as Ray Sloan, uh, but. Um, uh, but throwing him in in this movie now with everything else that's going on, I don't think it I think it would just be a distraction to be completely honest with you. I'm excited for all of these actors um, being in this movie. And I think it, it speaks to the gravity of the movie for for Disney to be going for such um, such big name actors. Um, so uh, so, yeah, this is. Uh, this is pretty big news, Keno. How do you feel about it? Um, well, to start with Thrawn. Um, Thrawn, I, I, I'm in the same boat as you where I'm like, we all love Thrawn as a character, but, I mean, especially if you've seen, I mean, if you obviously the people that read his original stuff, uh, you know, in the EU, the Aerodian Empire trilogy, but they obviously love him. But even if you've read the recent novels, that have come out, or if you watch Star Wars Rebels, you're very familiar with the Thrawn character, and you're probably a huge fan of the Thrawn character. So I understand from that perspective wanting to see Thrawn, but from a story perspective, I'm not clamoring to see Thrawn at all in Episode Nine. Um, one because it's not as if Episode Eight was that great to where I, I'm confident that they'll do him justice. You know, like. I, I was very excited for Snoke, and I, I was ultimately, I think, let down by what was a character that had no real substance to him outside of being an evil dictator, or whatever you want to call him. Uh, and so that's that's one reservation, but also just from a story perspective of, I don't need Grand Admiral Thrawn in Episode Nine, you know, at a time when he's probably not relevant um, I mean, you can make him relevant, and that's fine, but uh, it just seems out of place to put him in this movie. It seems unnecessary. Uh, doesn't mean I don't want to see more Grand Admiral Thrawn in the future in other mediums. So that that's one thing. But if we're looking at, do I think Grand Admiral Thrawn will be in this movie? If I were to put a percentage, I'd say probably a 10% chance that he's in this movie. Uh, I'm almost positive it's not Dominic Monaghan. I so I think between the other two, it's either between Richard E. Grant or uh, Matt Smith. But I feel like Matt Smith is probably a little too young to play Thrawn in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, because I feel like if I just go through the timeline, I mean, he's in Rebels. Like I feel like Matt Smith can play the Thrawn that we saw in Rebels. But now, then, if you fast forward, however many years it's been since from Rebels to Episode Nine, he's going to look a lot older. Right. And that would line up with Richard E. Grant, who obviously, if you've seen Logan, he's the villain. You know, he's, a doc, he's Dr. Rice from Logan. So he can play that same type of villainous kind of sleazy kind of character. Um, we saw it in Logan. I thought he did a good job in that movie. Could he potentially be Thrawn? I think it could end up being a good casting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, bet money that Thrawn will even be in the movie but if he is I'd be willing to bet that it'd probably end up being Richard E. Grant um but in terms of 
who Matt Smith and uh, Dominic Monaghan were playing, I would, I very much lean that those guys are going to be playing the Knights of Ren and or members of the Knights of Ren. That could be. I mean, I've been let down before. You know, I mean, the worst case scenario is that they're just playing random, you know, first order troops or first order officers, or they're playing random rebel or resistance troops. Uh, so that's that's totally the possibility. But in terms of if they're playing anyone significant, I would think that it'd probably be members of the Knights of Ren because you think about this movie, Episode Nine, is generally their their biggest goal right now is to bring positive vibes off of what was a very divisive Episode Eight. And one of the very divisive parts of Episode Eight was there were a lot of people that felt that ignoring the Knights of Ren in Episode Eight was a huge mistake, and that it was a huge letdown because of what they had built and built up in the uh, aftermath of Episode Seven. People were excited that we they thought they were going to get more episodes, more Knights of Ren uh, talk, more more Knights of Ren acknowledgement in Episode Eight, and they didn't get that. I am one of those people that was disappointed by that. So I feel like you move on from Ryan Johnson, you bring back J.J. Abrams, somebody who was involved in the original concept of the Knights of Ren. You you know that he'll be faithful to that story, whereas Ryan Johnson probably was not, and. It would not shock me if they were very much a huge part of Episode Nine, especially since Kylo Ren will probably also have a more even an even more increased role in that movie. So, um, if the Knights of Ren are going to play a presence, Matt Smith and Dominic Monaghan, they kind of have, you know, Matt Smith have a Game of Thrones background or no Doctor Who background, um, but uh, Dominic Monaghan has the Lord of the Rings background. I believe Richard had the Game of Thrones background, but um, these guys, I feel like, you know, have J.J. Abrams has worked with Monaghan before one loss, so that makes sense. But I feel like these guys have the background that would suggest they could be playing those types of characters. So, um, I mean, it, it they all seem like good castings, considering they're all, like you said, well-established actors. Uh, Smith and Grant are, I believe, both British. But, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to see who they're playing because, and we've already talked about, uh, Carrie Russell being cast. Uh, I wouldn't throw out the, uh, the, the idea that any one of those three are also playing, uh, Ray's mother, you know, cause that's always a, uh, that's always a theory out there, <laughs> but yeah, any, anybody um, can be Ray's mom at this point. One of them is probably playing uh, Mary Jade. That's obviously something that's happening as well. <laughs> Mary Jade is going to be... Carrie Russell is Mary Jade, who is Ray's mom. <laughs> I, I have seen the and, theories and out there. Mom, yeah, I have seen the theories that Matt Smith is Thrawn and Dominic Monaghan is Ezra. So Someone said Dominic Monaghan is Ezra? Yeah, I've seen that out there. I mean, there's well, nothing I mean, Ezra about Dominic Monaghan. Well, I mean, people were saying Snoke was Ezra. So, I mean, at this point, like, I, I, yeah. I don't know why I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the person that's going to say that uh, Poe Dameron is Ezra. <laughs> oh, my God, man. It's, yeah, some of these theories are are uh, totally crazy. But, um, 
So as for the Knights of Ren, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I guess I'll be just the pessimist. I don't like being the pessimist, but I guess I'll be the pessimist. Um, I don't know if we're gonna see the Knights of Ren, like ever on film. Really? Do anything? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think they were just thrown in, written, wrote in the script. Oh, has the Knights of Ren, but you know they're just gonna focus on Kylo the whole time. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, you know, uh, I mean. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna see them. I just don't think they're gonna make any appearance. They were nowhere in the Last Jedi, like nowhere at all. They show up in Episode Nine. It's like, where were you? You know, where were you in Episode Seven? That has to be explained. If they show up, that ha- that should be that needs to be explained. I don't think these guys are gonna show yeah. up. I think they if they're gonna show up, I think it's gonna be in some kind of extra like. Um, some different medium, not in the movies. I it, it possibly in a book or a comic or something. Maybe write something to explain explain them out of the whole sequel trilogy. <laughs> you know, but I don't think it's gonna. I don't think they're gonna show up. I just really do not think that they're gonna show up. I think if it were split into like two parts or something, I'd be like, oh well. I mean, if they have that much time, then yeah. I mean, I guess I could show up i mean why not but um, i i also wouldn't rule out carrie russell being a member of the knights of ren as well i wouldn't rule that out but um i mean just in terms of you know uh the knights of ren having i guess female members um i mean i don't see why not but like i just i don't know i just really don't think that i i i if, if i had to give a percentage i'd give probably 15%. 15%. I really don't think that the Knights of Red. Yeah, I'm like 45%. Yeah. That they're going to be in the movie. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they weren't, but I also would not be the least bit surprised if they were. Um, I kind of feel like these are oddly big name actors just to be throwing in. I mean, Episode 9 is supposed to be a huge movie, but these are oddly big name actors to be throwing in to play, you know random resistance officers and first order troops and officers. Uh, I mean, again, it also could be, it could, they could be characters that service the story in some way, service the plot, like DJ. Yeah. I I remember we we talked for months about who's, who's uh, Benicio Del Toro playing. Dark Jedi. Playing Ezra. (laughs) He's playing Thrawn. Dark Jedi. (laughs) What does DJ stand for? And it turned out DJ just stood for DJ. And he was just a random, you know, smuggler type guy. So, I mean, it's not... Like, sometimes these castings, they do cast big-name actors. It's Star Wars, so they'll cast big-name actors to play ordinary roles that don't mean something in the grand scheme. But I guess, like I said, I'm I'm an optimist here. I'm I'm hoping that uh, I haven't haven't spent hours in in my head of theorizing who the Knights of Ren are to be disappointed that there are nobody important because they won't they're never referenced in the movies right um i mean we'll see we shall see what happens with that i'm i'm excited about these new castings regardless kendall is it seems to be excited as well so i mean we'll we'll definitely you know find out hopefully we get some uh um some clarity uh, probably probably in a trailer we probably won't get any kind of announcements i doubt or i doubt we will <laughs> uh, until we just see they just show footage, and then we'll uh, we'll probably get more details um, on the movie. 
But so we've got uh, some more topics for you guys. This next one is going to be, uh, unfortunately, it's another one that sheds a negative light on the Star Wars fan base, um, which I don't know why those stories seem to be uh, becoming more and more common uh, now. But I don't know. Those are the those, <laughs> those are the times we're living in, where uh, we're just uh, you know Star Wars fans are just constantly shown in a negative light in the, in the media and uh and possibly rightfully so i mean with the stuff that they're pulling or the stuff that i guess we're we're doing you know um so okay so this one has to do with ray park so ray park is on instagram he posts a lot having briefly browsed his instagram he posts a lot of you know fitness things and you know videos kind of just self vlogs you know just a lot of stuff um, he posted an Instagram post uh, putting people who were making comments about his uh, representation of Maul and Solo being bad and him, you know, being fat or, you know, lose, you know, losing his touch or whatever. And I'm not going to read his post because it's a it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a rant. Oh, kind of a bit of a rant, and I don't. Th- I, I just don't think yeah. I should be reading it. Um, but I mean, it's out there. It's on Instagram, you know. So you can just search search him up, search up his Instagram. You can find the post. It's one of the, his most recent posts. But um, he basically goes off on people who are basically like um, making him out to be lazy and that he didn't do what he should have to prepare for the role. And these are people that don't know anything about the role. And he's right. And he actually points that out. He's like, listen, this is a different mall. They wanted this mall to look different. <laughs> um, and this was done purposely. And the, right. and the, and the mall back in uh, the Phantom Menace, he was 22 working out for, he said he was working out for 15 hours a day, which is crazy. Let me, let me read that and make sure. I, no, yeah, he said 15 hours a day. Exactly what he said. Um... So, I mean, and look, and look, that was what 18, 19 years ago. That was a long time ago. He was a much yeah. younger guy back then, you know. So yeah, he's gonna look different, and he's still ripped. But like back then, like he was, he was a spring chicken. He was young, fit, <laughs> ready to uh, play an extremely acrobatic and powerful character, you know. So of course he was going to look. He's going to look different. He's older now. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, so this is this kind of you know I feel for Ray Park of course you know I'm I'm a fan of his work and I love what he was able to do with the Maul character and what he continues to do with the Maul character in Solo um, so it's unfortunate to see that people are making comments like these um, you know I feel like we I don't know why the Star Wars fan base can't just they can't just leave they can't leave these actors alone not even the you know. It's not even, they're not even like, oh, well, I had some issues with this. No, they're just going to low blows, talking about people's race, people's gender, people's body weight. Like, like, like yo, why can't you just, okay, you didn't like the movie, you didn't like the, I feel like even people that were, that are dissatisfied with other things, like say people that don't like uh, the DC movies or people that don't like, there are people out there that, you know, don't like the Marvel movies or don't like whatever. They just say, oh, you know what? I didn't really like it that much. Or, you know, I wasn't a fan of it. They don't go attacking the actors saying, oh, you're fat. You're, you know, uh, you're Asian. You're this or that. It's like, no, like, who cares? You're black. Black Stormtrooper. That was the first thing you're hearing. 
when the first trailer came out and it's like yo like it's 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 ridiculous it's crazy it's crazy that this is what we're doing now this is just what the star wars fan base is showing themselves to be and it really really is a shame but i don't know kind of how do you feel about all this before i get to uh ray park's uh instagram post what did you think of the official pictures that were released of maul by Lucasfilm. I thought they looked fine. I thought they looked good. I mean, he's older, of course. And he has metal legs, but I thought they looked good. Like, not necessarily from, like, a... Not from, like, a... A Ray Park perspective. More <laughs> just, like... More just, like, did you think they were cool? Like, did you... Yeah, I thought... I mean, because yeah, now they're they cool. officially... Because I guess they hadn't really officially acknowledged the Maul's, Maul's like, existence until this week. I guess they told the spoiler, but now it's like, I think they, I think they released the uh, scene online also. Right. Yeah, uh, I thought it was so. cool. Uh, I, I thought it was very cool. Yeah, I mean this this whole uh, this whole mall controversy. Again, it's it's a bad look for the Star Wars community. Um, you know, people are wondering why does he look? Why does his face look different? He's got scars and stuff. And his makeup is done a little differently. It, I don't, I don't think that they're that bad. You know, I don't think that the makeup people are that bad. I don't think that the story group and um, Ron Howard or whoever came up with the concept. I think Ron Howard might have been his idea to put him in or something like that. But I don't think these people are that bad to where they didn't notice that his face paint is a little different this time around than it was in a Phantom Menace. So, I, I mean, people blasting him for all, he looks different. I agree with Ray Park. You have to sit back and realize that there's likely a story reason behind why he looks the way he looks. Now, is it a little disappointing that they haven't told us? Sure. But there's a lot they didn't tell us. They didn't tell us anything about what is it, what is it, the... Uh, well, that un- the whole the whole uh, underground syndicate with Red Dawn, mm-hmm. and that entire underground crime syndicate that is going on in the galaxy, I would like to know. Or Crimson Dawn, I would like to know about Crimson Dawn, but they didn't tell us about that. Well, am I gonna go crazy? Oh, what's what's Crimson Dawn? Dawn like is uh, is that a plot hole that wasn't referenced in the Phantom Menace? You know, why does Dawn have robot legs? I mean, there are a lot of things that have changed about. Darth Maul, uh, I said Darth. Why? Why? There's a lot of things that have changed about Darth Maul in this 20 year period, and people have to sit back, calm down, get off the ledge. It was a, it was like a one minute cameo scene, and people were gonna lose their minds. Did I look? Did I notice when the movie came out that Ray Park's a little bigger than he was back then? Absolutely, but. Again, it's a different mall that he's playing. Right. If this were supposed to take place, if, you, if they were trying to sell me that this was at the same point of episode one, I'd, I'd be like, that's nonsense. You know, like, you can't, that, that's a plot hole. Just like, just like in, uh, <laughs> in, in episode eight, when Luke Skywalker had that scene where he's fighting, uh, uh, Kylo Ren. And he looked all he looked lean and 
all clean shaven and yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh, it's not. I remember when I first saw that, I was worried. I was like, I was BS. Like, I was like, Ryan no Johnson. No way you can tell me it's the same guy. I was like, Ryan Johnson, what is this? What yeah, I was like, I was about to call him out. Like, this is awful. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, this is all right. So it's like it's yeah, a projection. projection. I was like, oh, wow. okay. You know, like sometimes you have to give that. You have to step back and realize that there's a story reason to all. They're not that stupid. You know, sometimes there are some slip ups. Sometimes there's some things they can't catch. But there, sometimes you have to realize there's some obvious stuff that they're they're aware of that they're willing to let get out there, right. and not because they they are fine with plot holes, but because they have ways of explaining them out uh i i mean i am interested by the fact that he says that there's a story reason that he can't talk about as to why his face looks the way it looks um i don't know if that means that i think that pretty much confirms that there is there are plans for thrawn in the future keep going there are there are plans (laughs) for maul in the future um i don't know what that i don't i'm not really sure where that could come up though yeah, I mean it's it's interesting to uh to think about. Um I don't know where what they're going to do with Maul. Um I don't know why it Yeah, I can't put my finger on. It. I don't know why, but I'm not super excited about you know Thrawn having such a not Thrawn. Now I'm saying Thrawn. Maul having such a big presence or apparently having a presence in this new, uh, I guess, underworld universe that they're trying to create. Um, just because I don't, I don't know what they're going to, I don't know where they're going to go with it. And I don't, I'm sorry, this, this, this Disney Lucasfilm has to earn my trust. (laughs) And they have not earned my trust in terms of what, what story I think they're going to tell with Darth Maul, you know, Ray Park, Darth Maul, in the Star Wars universe, like, 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 I don't think, like, are we gonna get, are we gonna get any lightsaber battles? I don't know. Doesn't look like it, because, I mean, what Jedi were around at the time besides Yoda, who was in Dagobah, and Obi Wan, who was on Tatooine. Um, I mean, are we gonna get an Obi Wan movie? Um, with Maul in it, I mean, that that would be completely, that that would be completely different from this underworld. Maul, so I don't know what they're gonna do with this. But um, do we really want to see Maul in a Kenobi movie now? That's my other question. That is a good question. I mean, because I, I mean, I, we, got, we kind of got idea. the closure in Rebels. Yeah, that we needed. That yeah, that was never my idea. People started bringing it up. I'm like, uh, I mean, hey, if they want to write the story with Maul in it, I mean, I'll watch the story with Maul in it. It's but, not impossible. I'm sure they could find a way to write him in yeah but, but it just feels weird it feels unnecessary yeah i mean it does feel unnecessary i mean i i think like for example the kenobi book had no mall there was no me- there was no mention of mall <laughs> like at all it had nothing to do with mall it was more about protecting luke and trying to avoid being seen as a jedi but having to still be a hero which he could not avoid doing even because he had to interact with the other people on tatooine but um, and you know everyone's like I want to see Maul I want to see Maul everyone wants to see Maul go up against Obi-Wan again for a third time so I don't know I mean we'll see what they do with it um, you know hopefully uh, it is not bad and hopefully these people can leave Ray Park alone because 
Yeah, yeah man, body shamers. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he he did a, he did a good job. I don't I don't know why people can't leave him alone. Yeah, I mean, look, I thought it was fine. I mean, people like people complain about everything, man. It's it, it's it's like ridiculous. Like, no, people just can't be happy sometimes. I mean, like we got Darth Maul in, in Solo. I feel like without that cameo, that movie's like like ten times less interesting than it was. I'd be coming out of the movie like, eh, nothing. It was nothing that really happened because we see Darth Maul, and all of a sudden I was we were kind of buzzing after the movie. Like, oh wow, what was that about? Right. Was it out of place? Maybe. Was it random? Maybe, but it was Darth Maul, and now and but then yeah, of course you have the, your Yahoos that come out here saying, "Oh, well, he looked out of shape, or he uh, his face paint looked different." Yeah, who leaves that thing? He looked out of shape. And it's like Maul is in the solo, like exactly. Like what's I don't know. That's what you're worried about. Yeah, these people. The actor looked a little out of shape. Looked a little out of shape. Like come on. It's like. We have, no. we talk about hero talk all the time, you know, or we, we don't really don't talk about it all the time, but we could. Affleck look a little out of shape at times in Justice League. That was, but I'm not gonna, I'm not letting ruin the movie. Yeah, that was not the issue. That was, there were hundreds of other things wrong with Justice League. If that was the worst thing. Beyond Justice League, Justice League would be a spectacular movie. <laughs> exactly. Um, These people talking about this Ray Park stuff, like the worst part about it, the worst, the worst part about Maul being the solo is that he looks out of shape. Then that means that it was fine that he was in the movie, right? Uh, yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll uh, you know I guess we'll keep tabs on this situation. So hopefully it goes away. <laughs> hopefully this just fades away. We don't hear anything else from Ray Park about people making negative comments about him. Um, all right, so we got we got another story for you guys. I mean, Ryan Johnson has been working on um, a new movie. And this movie has nothing to do with Star Wars. Um, uh, so people are wondering uh, what this movie is. Oh, well, no, actually, no. People aren't wondering. People are wondering um, why he isn't working on a Star Wars movie currently. Um, which I am not wondering. This is one of the stories where it's just people buzzing. And I'm not sure why they're buzzing. They're just buzzing the buzz. And I, I, I don't understand it people are questioning if ryan johnson has left disney lucasfilm or this is for more proof that they're trying to oust him and that he lost his trilogy or that he is you know no longer with lucasfilm i think people need to calm down i think the man is a director he's going to direct movies other than star wars (laughs) um he's not george lucas he, regardless of whether they gave him a trilogy or not, he's not George Lucas. He's not just Mister Star Wars now. Same with J.J. Abrams. So he's had, he probably has other projects and other things that he wants to work on. This is a universe that is open to using many different directors. They've made that very clear. So he is not completely tied to this universe. So him making other movies or working on other projects shouldn't really be seen as proof of anything other than the fact that he's working on other projects as well as Star Wars. Uh yeah, but so how do you feel about this uh this story, Kendall? Yeah, I mean there's a lot of uh there's some people that like like you said feel like maybe he's done. Uh and I think it's possible with Star Wars. I think it's possible yeah. he's done, but I I just don't think this this is proof of it at all. Right. I, I don't I don't jump to the conclusion that this means that he's done. 
Um, I feel like if you were done, it wouldn't be because of this movie coming out. Or this movie coming out wouldn't be like the sign. And maybe maybe I'm naive. Maybe in two weeks we'll see some we'll see some report saying, "Oh, Ryan Johnson out," and then I can look back and say, "Well, I guess this was the first sign that he wasn't going to be doing it." But I mean, I until I get some sort of report from somebody, it could be somebody more underground, like making Star Wars or Star Wars Newsnet. It could be major media sources like Deadline or Variety or Hollywood Reporter. But until I get something besides I mean, all we all we heard was that the Star Wars movies were being put on hold by Disney. All the Star Wars movies outside of like Episode Nine were going to be put on hold by Disney, and maybe that in, maybe that includes the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Maybe it's just the the spinoff films, the, or the the anthology films. We don't. There was very vague on what that meant. Regardless. Um, Maybe that film, if if his film got caught up in that whole Disney uh, shutdown after Solo, then this would make sense. But there were, I remember there were. It, it's the only reason this is strange is because there were rumors uh, and reason to believe months ago that a couple months ago that his movie was going to start filming next summer, and that seems way off. There was also a lot of talk that Kenobi was getting ready to happen, and that one was officially, not officially announced, but officially reported by places like Hollywood Reporter that Kenobi was happening, and that one now we've heard nothing about for months. So you do wonder if there has been some sort of change in direction from Lucasfilm, because they went from literally officially announcing a Ryan Johnson trilogy, which is still weird to me to this day, Officially announcing, was it a trilogy of movies by the Game of Thrones guys, or just a a series of movies? One movie, I don't remember. I but, believe it. I believe it was a series of movies, but I'm not certain. Yeah, so like we had at least one one movie from those guys coming out that was officially announced that we've heard nothing about for months, and we have a Kenobi movie that was never officially announced, but very much hinted and reported by all major media sources that we've heard nothing about, including the the star saying he knows nothing about the movie happening. So, I I mean, I don't know what to think of, about Lucasfilm right now. It sounds as if internally their, their sole focus is episode nine. I don't think they're really worried about anything else right now. Because I think, you know, it's similar to how, like, Wonder Woman was for the DCEU and just also, but Wonder Woman more specifically where you have to get it right because episode eight was up and down. Solo was kind of maligned and depressed by the fans. So you can't then come back with another stinker in episode nine. You have to, you have to knock episode nine out the park. Because they put four billion dollars into this pro- into the Star Wars property, and they need to start really seeing returns. I think they did initially see returns. They probably made their money back already, but they I think they want to seriously they seriously realize that look, we just spent all this money on Fox. We have a lot 
we a lot of it was because they were confident in the property they already had to be able to make up for the fact that they lost that money. And but they need Lucasfilm to continue to be profitable. And for that to happen, they need episode nine to strike because if solo is any indication, if the solo box office numbers are any indication, then like Star Wars is trending down rather than up. And that's, I think, largely because of episode eight. And that solo's beyond solo's box office, solo's reception won't help that trend at all. So, um, I mean, obviously, Episode Nine is a huge movie for them, and I get the sense that that's probably what they're focusing on. And if that's the case, and Ryan Johnson is free to do whatever he wants, they probably told him, yeah, you can do a movie. I think he's also been quoted as saying that he wanted to do a small project film before he started his trilogy, which this would line up closer. This isn't like some blockbuster. I, I don't get the sense. So, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't panic. Uh, I mean, Ryan Johnson has made it seem as if his movie definitely is coming out. He hasn't uh, denied it. He hasn't said it's done. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, My guess is that we'll still get the Ryan Johnson movies, but it won't be for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, I basically feel the same. Um, I... Uh, I think that this, I mean, I think this could be, um, it could be a sign that maybe Ryan Johnson got swept up in the whole putting movies on hold thing. Um, though that'd be a bad sign for him if if that's why he's, (laughs) that's why they're like, no, you don't make those movies yet. And it's like, whoa, you know, but so I don't know. Um, I mean, of course, none of us really know. I don't think that's what this is. Um, I don't think he got swept up in that. I think this is completely just because he seems like he seems to be their guy now. They just saw the Last Jedi and they were like, "You get a trilogy." So I guess he's their guy, him and JJ. Um, so I mean, they wanted him to do Episode Nine first, and he turned it down. They wanted him to do Episode Nine, Episode yeah, exactly. Nine, and this trilogy. They wanted him to be the next George Lucas, but uh, you know. He turned down. He didn't want to do it. So now they have JJ doing episode nine. They seem to have the utmost confidence in Ryan Johnson. So I don't think this has anything to do with them uh, uh, losing faith in him. Um, I think that this. Um, I think this is just him working on something else. Um, though I think I I just think him. I think his reputation. And his standing at Lucasfilm. And this is complete speculation, of course. We have no, um, like, we're not in Lucasfilm. You know, I we haven't spoken to Kathleen Kennedy. Shamari's reporting. <laughs> Imperial Broadcasting. You're here first. Media. Ryan Johnson is, is out. Reporting. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, but no. Um, so, I mean, of course, we don't know. But I think Ryan Johnson's standing at Lucasfilm. This is just all just based on what I'm I'm reading. Could be dependent on Kathleen Kennedy standing at Lucasfilm. I mean, that that's the only way that I see this having any connection. Because Kathleen Kennedy appears to be, um, you know, kind of in, in trouble. She's kind of in the, uh, in the, in the I guess, the dangerous danger zone with, with regards to her uh, standing as the president of Lucasfilm, considering uh, some of the fan backlash and some of the... Uh, um, uh, some of the uh, 
uh, not poor, but under the there is under what under the box offices that were underperforming to to Disney's expectations for their Star Wars franchise. So, um, and this Ryan Johnson appears to be I mean I, I can say but appears to be her guy. They might be like, well, I mean, what if she's out? You know, what if, what if you know? Um, though that's true too. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy. That's an excellent point. Yeah, though, you know, like, yeah, um, we don't know her future. So right, that's like I, saying like, what's gonna happen with the coach? Uh, well, we don't know what's gonna happen to the coach because we don't know what's gonna happen to the GM. Exactly, and the GM is the one that hired the coach. Exactly. So I mean, we don't know what we don't know what's going on. We have no. We have no idea what's going. On. Um, the only I mean, person we know is safe is the owner. That's Bob Iger. Iger is safe. That's the only thing we know is happening. We don't know anything. Um, we don't know how episode nine is gonna do because people were upset about episode eight and Solo. So we don't know what's gonna happen. But this whole Honestly, thing is a I, turbulent situation. What I'll say about episode nine and its future projections, I think it's good that it has this long layoff. If episode 9 was coming out in May, it'd be screwed. <laughs> I don't think people want to see another Star Wars movie for a while. So I think the fact that coming out in December gives it, gives it time for people to kind of like forget about episode 8. Specifically forget about Solo and kind of move on to this new one. People will kind of be craving a little more Star Wars after been a while until we've got a new one, so I, I I think the best thing for Lucasfilm was that this movie is not coming out for a long time. Yeah, I kind of agree with you um, there. I think they they need this break. Um, uh, but yeah, so on on that on that note, I think we can uh, move on to our last topic for the day, and this is going to be uh, surrounding one of my favorite um, authors of Star Wars. Uh, of uh, uh, my my favorite Star Wars author is Daniel Wallace, who he's written several books, um, and these are these the my favorite books regarding him are the books surrounding the lore of Star Wars. Um, so four ones that he wrote pre Disney canon, which um, you know still upsets me, but you know <laughs> nothing I can do about that. That's old news. Uh, but four books that he wrote pre Disney canon. There's the Jedi Path, the Book of Sith. Um, the Bounty Hunter Code, and uh, the Imperial Handbook. Um, he wrote all four of those, and he wrote it's a fifth one, which I believe is called Ezra's Journal. It's one basically with Star in the Star Wars Rebels um, universe. Uh, but basically, uh, these are just books filled with information on um, uh, whatever the topic is, whether it's the Jedi, you get to learn about all the Jedi code what the jedi wear the lightsabers the jedi use jedi training the jedi uh, uh, uh the, the growth process their history every everything regarding the jedi then the book of sith was basically um it was, it was kind of a similar format though it was basically told in different uh through the eyes of different writers in the history of the sith so that was very entertaining and the bounty hunters guild is is the same thing as the book of Sith, but with bounty hunters sold to different bounty hunters writing there. Um, uh, no, actually no, the bounty hunters, that bounty hunter code was different. That one was the actual code. Um, 
that bounty hunters follow, like generally speaking. But um, the Imperial Handbook was just an Imperial Handbook. <laughs> Uh, for the most part. I mean, I believe it had different authors as well. All the books have different authors, but some of them were more of in uh, uh, like uh, followed a standard format. And the Imperial Handbook was very formulaic. It was a lot of it was lore, very lore heavy. Structured. Of, yeah, a lot of information, standard pers- operating procedure information that I just wasn't com- totally interested in. But I guess, you know, it fit with the with being part of the Imperial Handbook. Um, and the Ezra, Ezra's journal, that one was, um, uh, it was good. It was nice. It wasn't as big as the others. Didn't have as much information, but it was still entertaining. Um, one of my favorite parts of those books though, is that you get comments, um, in the pages written by, you know, characters, um, in that world. So for example, in the Jedi path, you had comments from Yoda, comments from Luke, comments from Anakin, Comments from Dooku, comments from all kinds of people. They'll they'll circle like a section of the book and then write a comment, write something in the side of a page saying, "Oh well, I think this code is a little faulty because blah blah blah." And, it, and it's so interesting. <laughs> it's so interesting, so entertaining, and they do the same thing for all of the books with all a bunch of different Sith commenting, and you get like Imperials commenting, random Imperials commenting in the. Imperial Handbook, as well as Luke Skywalker commenting in the Imperial Handbook. It's all very, very... Uh, uh, it's all really fun. So he's writing a book. He has another book coming out. And this book is called um, The Smuggler's Guide. And it appears that this book will be kind of uh, following the same path of uh, the other books that he's written. Um... And that I'm very excited about. I think he's again. I think he's he does he's done a fantastic job um, uh, writing these books. I think they're really fun. I think they're really really underrated. Um, and I uh, am just I'm just very much looking forward to it. Very very much looking forward to it. Um, yeah, and this one mm-hmm. we're getting uh, on Solo will be featured Lando. Uh, Tobias back from Solo, um, Hondo, who's been in uh, you know, uh, Rebels and Clone Wars, so and uh, numerous other smugglers that we've seen in the Star Wars universe. But um, I mean, that, I mean that should be interesting. You know, I, I mean it's a good idea given the other books that they've written in the past. You know, this seems like it's a logical next step. Uh, especially coming off of that solo movie, I, that's probably what they've been waiting for. And they probably realized the solo was coming out. They probably realized for a long time they felt, well, we're gonna have characters introducing solo that will fit very well into the story, like Tobias Beckett. So, yeah, um, I'm excited to see. That. Yeah, I'm excited to see more Lando also. From, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see something from uh, Tobias Beckett uh, from. In any, really, in anything outside of the movie, I thought he was a. I thought Woody Harrelson did a good job playing the character, and I think uh, Daniel Wallace can probably add a lot of, um, um, a lot of interesting, uh, interesting commentary from him. I think he does a good job of getting in these characters' heads and kind of writing for them. A very good job. So I'm, I'm very excited to see that. 
so this this is a this is a very interesting project. It's probably going to be honestly, it's probably going to be similar to the Bounty Hunter code, because in the Bounty Hunter code, you had comments from Bosk and and uh, uh, Boba Fett, of course. Um, you had comments from uh, I believe. I believe Aura Singh made comments as well, or wrote comments as well in that book. You had comments from from a bunch of uh, uh, people in the Bounty Hunter. What about uh, Cad Bane? Did you have comments from Cad Bane? I am not sure. That book may... No, yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I I have the book. I can check. I'm not going to check right the second, but (laughs) Um, I can definitely find that out. Um, and if, you know, if any of our listeners know, by all means, you know, uh, let us know, <laughs> uh, leave us a, a, a comment or something, letting us know. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, I suspect this book will be, will be very similar in terms of the people that, um, uh, the kinds of, uh, first, the kinds of, um, the kinds of, uh, uh, material that's actually going to be written written in the book and in terms of the the comments that we're going to see so um so yeah i'm very much looking forward to this book very very much looking forward to it that's probably going to be a day one for me i'm probably going to get it immediately once it comes out and breeze through it i did the same thing with all the other ones so this is definitely going to be no different um all right so i think that will do it for this uh podcast uh, you know, like we said, not that much, not much big news, but, um, you know, we were able to, to, put, to add in some interesting, uh, topics for you guys. Uh, as always, I'm going, I'm getting through, uh, the solo novelization. Um, so that I will be done with very, very soon. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, so I should have a review for you guys coming up very soon. Uh, more, most likely in the next show, but if not, then definitely, the show after that one, uh, and I am catching up in the co- in the comics as well, um, so you guys can uh, look forward to get it, to hearing uh, uh, my take on the comics as well as Kendall's take. Um, so that should be fun as well. Uh, all right, so that will do it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host Shamar, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next week. Everything you'll do, just make the force be with you. And everything you'll do, and everything you'll do, just make the force be with you.